Matthew chapter 8, and I want to show you an amazing behavioral pattern of a desperate person. We don't know his name. He's only called uh, a leper. He's an unnamed hero to me, somebody that I find fascinating. I actually, I really appreciate this gentleman and what he provides to us in these first three verses of Matthew chapter 8. But let me give just a little framework here before I read about what his occurrence was. Uh, Last week, I talked to you about three different people. Zacchaeus, the tax collector that when Jesus was leaving Jericho, he was passing through and Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. So he ran because he was short. He couldn't see above the other people. So he ran undeterred and found a sycamore tree, climbed it. By the time Jesus got over near him, he said, Zacchaeus, today I must go to your house. So something roused in Zacchaeus his desire to see Jesus, but then something also occurred in Jesus towards Zacchaeus, and that's that, that linkage of faith. Uh, additionally, there's another guy, one, another one of my favorite guys in the Bible, again near Jericho, and his name was Bartimaeus. They called him Blind Bartimaeus, He begged for alms by the road, and he, when he heard about Jesus, cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Over and over again, he cried out. The disciples tried to shut him up. They were confused about what Jesus' real mission was, you know. Disciples still have problems like that. That's why we read the Bible, so we could get some of those problems out of our thinking and see the reason why Jesus came. He came to seek and save that which is lost. He came to destroy the work of the devil. He came to set captives free. Zacchaeus was a captive of his up and out. He was prestigious, but he was very unpopular with people. He had uh, low scruples, no scruples maybe with his business, because when after Jesus got a hold of him, he said, hey, I'm going to make restitution. I want to pay back where I've I've uh, not been right in my business dealings and things like that. He was forever changed. Um, With Zacchaeus, Jesus said, go tell him, yeah, I want to talk to him. And they said, take courage, arise, he's calling you. And I want to say that to you tonight. Take courage, arise, he's calling you, the master's calling you. What happened with Zacchaeus was a life change and he followed Jesus. What happened was with blind Bartimaeus Jesus said, what would, you, what would you have me do for you? And he said, Rabboni, oh, that I would receive my sight. And so he got healed and he could, his blindness left him. And the Bible says something amazing. He said, he immediately began to follow Jesus. He got on the road with him. He had been stuck on the side of the road of life, in his case with a physical handicap, limited by that being unsighted. But yet there was some kind of quotient of desire. There was a desperation that when Jesus walked by, it gave him hope. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. It caused uh, Zacchaeus to climb a tree, you know, at the risk of embarrassment. You know, some big posh hotshot of a town running past the crowd and climbing a tree so he could see Jesus is kind of unabashed, unapologetic, unashamed desire. And God's apparently pleased with that. Same thing with a Syrophoenician woman. Jesus was trying to take a rest. And Jesus was there. He didn't want to be noticed. 
but people noticed him anyway because you can't ignore Jesus. He, he stands out, man. Even today, they're trying to ignore Jesus. You know, they try to take him out of the Pledge of Allegiance and ignore God, but yet God is present. You can ignore him all you want, but he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. It just happens that these guys, Zacchaeus, Bartimaeus, the Syrophoenician woman, did the other end, instead of ignoring God, they did what I want to preach about tonight, which is they overcame apathy, they overcame uh, complacency, they overcame insecurity, they overcame self-consciousness, and they, they overcame uh, self-pity. They overcame a victim mentality. They, they realized that there was help in the case of Zacchaeus. Can you get me out of this up-and-outer emptiness? I'm living on the top of the game, so to speak, but it's not satisfying me. I need what you have. And Jesus says, sure, I'll do a house visit. Jesus will do a house visit. He visited his house today. I got to go to your house. And then Bartimaeus, he got his sight. He was blind and now he could see the literal healing of, a blind, of blindness. And the Syrophoenician woman, her daughter had an unclean spirit. So she was demonized vexed, tormented, and this mother must have been conscientious and loving. Uh, she was a Gentile talking to this Jewish Messiah, a woman talking to a man. Uh, there were a lot of social mores that were broken there, but she didn't care because she wanted to get a breakthrough for her child. She said, my daughter is, is vexed, and he said, well, you know, I'm called to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and you know, that, this isn't the context, right? This is, is kind of an inopportune time. Jesus wanted to rest. Jesus was uh, technically not on duty, and yet Jesus is always on duty, okay? And that's what I love about these stories because Jesus was passing by. He would have passed by blind Bartimaeus. He would have passed by Zacchaeus. He was on his way from point A to point B. We, in, in modern Christianity, really get excited about defined moments. But we ought, we ought to realize that it's always full on with Jesus and that not to overlook the interesting possibilities in between point A and point B. Okay, I'll just leave it at that and you can think about it. But so she said, well, yes, Lord. He said, the bread is for the children only. And she said, she said yes, Lord, but even the dogs get the crumbs under the table. He said, because of this answer, your daughter is healed. And the answer was just simply, I refuse to quit. I refuse to, I refuse to take no for an answer. And Jesus, by the way, is the yes and amen. But he liked, he liked that Zacchaeus is willing to climb that tree. Today, I'm going to have lunch at your house or go to your house or whatever he did. Now, if you fact check, I don't know whether they had lunch or not. They might have had dinner. People are fact-checking. But let's get the facts of Matthew chapter 8. Now, here's the context, okay? Jesus has just been up on the mountain. Jesus would often slip away. And in Isaiah, it says, get yourself up to the mountain. I want to encourage you guys to press in to God's presence. Press into God like never before. We're living in such interesting times that it's essential that a message like this be preached by someone like me to someone like you. It's essential that we look at the, the snapshots from antiquity and see 
the patterns that created such results and really draw from the inspiration, the way, the manner with which these guys functioned. There are five reoccurring characteristics that I'll, I'll reiterate to you again that Bartimaeus, Zacchaeus, and the Syrophoenician woman had, and this leper. But these guys deserve some attention. Number one, they each had tremendous need. They each had tremendous need. Number two, they heard about Jesus. They heard about Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus obviously didn't see Jesus. He didn't see any miracles, but he heard about it. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, we understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Number three, they pressed into God. I want to tell you there's something about pressing in, pressing on. I sign most of my letters with press on. Paul the apostle said this one thing I do, forgetting those things which lie behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on. There's something amazing about what Winston Churchill, when he said, never, never, never quit. There's something daring. There's something dynamic. There's something powerful about taking on that attitude. By the way, I'm not preaching of human determinism where it emanates out of our own stirrings, you know, that it's, its basis is somehow our mood or our, you know, our emotions or our, because let's face it. Sometimes we're so worn out, we could hardly even make a peep. But listen, make a peep we must. Don't let the devil shut your mouth. Don't let circumstances back you down. Don't let defeat or failure ruin your momentum. I heard a preacher recently say, you know, when I fail, I rededicate because I, this is what I want for my life. I thought, what a great way to say it we're gonna cry out to the Lord. If we have to climb a tree, we climb a tree. If we have to cry out from the side of the road, we cry out from the side of the road. If we have to have a theological discussion with the Bible, like the Syrophoenician did with Jesus, the Word made flesh, he set it up for her to actually have to do a, a, an evaluation of, of present doctrine. She had, to, she had to stop and go, now let me get and make sure my doctrine is right. My theology is right, and she got it right. Yes, Lord, but even the dogs get the crumbs under the table. Listen, dare to believe that your marriage can get better than ever. Dare to believe you can pay off your house in a short period of time. Dare to believe your kids will stay in touch with the Lord and walk with God through this crazy era of, of culture shift. Dare to believe that your church will arise and thrive and shine in the midst of a uh, social distancing and, and masking. Dare to believe that the gospel of, the, of, of Jesus will permeate nations that have been previously closed. Paul the Apostle believed a door would be open for the Gentiles. And guess what? A door was open for the Gentiles. <laughs> Listen to what it says here. When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. I didn't finish my other points. Let me finish my other points. They number two was they heard about Jesus. Number three, they pressed into God. Number four, they faced opposition. They all faced opposition. Number five, they each obtained breakthrough. They each obtained breakthrough. 
Martin Luther King Jr. said, everything that we see is a shadow cast by that which we do not see. We walk by faith and not by sight. He had a dream. Was it 57 years ago today or something that he stood for the conviction that there could be improvement with behavior and treatment of others? He said he had a dream. Zacchaeus apparently had a dream. He had to see Jesus. Blind Bartimaeus, though, he, I can't imagine what an, a blind person's imagination, thought life would be like. Do they dream in colors or do they see images or how, what's their reference point? I don't know. But what was ever going on in his head was, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He generally wanted mercy. And then Jesus said, okay, get specific. What do you specifically want? Oh, that I'd receive my sight. What specifically did the Syrophoenician woman need? She didn't need healing. She didn't need to make restitution for her business decisions because apparently she wasn't a businesswoman. She was a mom with a kid. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. But what her real need was, was she needed her daughter to be delivered from a demon. And Jesus said, well, we, the, you know, I have to give the bread to, right now the context is just for Jewish people. You'll get it later on. She said, I can't wait. I need it now. <laughs> Listen, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego couldn't wait for the incarnation of Jesus. So this one like the Son of Man appeared in the fiery furnace. The rapture got pulled out of its historical context by Enoch. He walked with God, and then he wasn't. He was, ca he was, ra he was caught up, as was Elijah. They were caught up. Never saw death. Go figure that out theologically. That's amazing. And that's the God we serve. And so Jesus comes down off the mountain and crowds are following him. But then there's this gentleman, similar to Zacchaeus, similar to Bartimaeus, similar to the Syrophoenician woman. And he's just called a leper. Kind of demeaning. We don't know his name, but he's so special today. Let him become personal to you. A leper came to him and bowed down before him. And said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. You know, often people write off afflicted people. They don't really know the full story of their lives. I had a friend who had a stroke and his close friend said, people think he doesn't understand anything. He understands everything. I said, I know. He just couldn't respond the same way he was able to before. But I knew his brain was just as sharp. I refused to speak to him in a demeaning way. Just because he was afflicted didn't mean he had lost his intelligence. And I'll tell you, this leper was sharp. He was so sharp, in fact, that he, he didn't ask God, Jesus if he could because he knew he could. He didn't know the doctrine and the theology as to whether Jesus w willed for him to be healed. A lot of Christians don't even know God's will concerning healing. So this guy asks a great question. This is part of why I so appreciate him. Because he comes on the scene and gets something cleared up in three verses that's still mystifying people. He said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And I love the way Jesus answers. Put up or shut up. Here's how Jesus answered. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Do you guys ever... Have you ever researched leprosy? There was a Catholic priest that started a colony in, England, in Hawaii just because lepers were outcasts 
and he gathered him from societies and brought him out to this island haven. He contracted the disease himself and had to spend the rest of his life banned like everybody else, but that's the way he approached his life. That's how he was reaching out. In the case with Jesus here, le lepers, if you read in the, in the Levitical law, there were all kinds of rules that governed this terrible disease. This was the HIV AIDS of its day. This, this was a contagious, incurable disease that had social um, impact uh, it, it, it isolated people, it marginalized people. And in the case of leprosy, people would lose body parts to the disease and it made them, uh, uh, they would have scales and their skin, they would have all kinds of issues. They would lose fingers and toes and things like that. And they were called outcasts. They were the, called the untouchables. And in some caste systems in some societies, there are still such caste systems as this where, um, and in fact, that's what's, you know, I think people ultimately want to see rectified in our country. And I'll tell you, the way it gets rectified is the unifying power of the Lord Jesus. When Jesus comes in, he makes all things new. He makes a person that was lost found. We were once not a people become the people of God. And then there's neither male nor female bond or Scythian slave or free. We're all one in Christ. And that's a, that's a particular message of our time. But in this case, he comes down off the mountain and crowds are following him. Here's a leprous guy, very similar to the outcast Zacchaeus or the outcast Bartimaeus or the outcast, the Syrophoenician woman. And uh, he says, if you're willing, you can make me whole. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. You read the other story about the 10 lepers and they got healed, they got cleansed and they all ran away to go to the priest to show and substantiate and corroborate their cleansing. And this is what Moses in the law told, said, if, listen, if you detect that your, your, your symptoms are gone, then you have to go to the priest and the priest then has to do a series of tests and if you pass those rabbinical tests, you can re-enter society. So that's a pretty big deal because these guys were, I mean, we're living in right now the uncomfortable feelings. All of the earth is dealing with social distancing, dealing with like this was the first Easter in my experience that we couldn't have at church, but it wasn't dissimilar to the first Easter actually when they were all isolated in their houses and afraid of going outside. So in fact, this was the first Easter in a long time, definitely in my lifetime, that was most like the first Easter in the New Testament. And when I read about Zacchaeus and I read about Bartimaeus and I read about the woman with the issue of blood and I read about the Syrophoenician woman and this leper and those lepers, it reminds me of me. I'm not in Zacchaeus' category, but yet I am in his category. I'm not in Bartimaeus' category, but I'm in his category. I'm not in the Syrophoenician woman's category, but yet I am. And I'm not in the, and yet we are. Because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all are made in God's image. We all have potential to succeed in the areas of walking by faith and experiencing God or living in isolation, living in distance, living in, in, in indifference and, and drifting off like everything else. 
This is what I like about these stories. I'm willing, be cleansed. And he was immediately cleansed of his leprosy. How about Bartimaeus? How about Bartimaeus? He was blind and now he could see. When John Newton wrote, I was lost and now I'm found, I was blind and now I see. I mean, we sing that and sing that. That's, I, I talked to a friend who's a Catholic. He said, it's in my hymn, hymn book too. So you've got Amazing Grace in your hymn book? He's like, yes, it's not just yours, you know. I mean, it's universal and it's a universal truth. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. A wretch like Jeff Perry, a wretch like Zacchaeus, a wretch like the Syrophoenician woman, a wretch like the woman with the hemorrhage, a wretch like the leper. There was even another guy called Simon the leper. He was already healed and they kept calling him Simon the leper. Don't you think that bothered him? Don't you think he'd say, hey, listen, I don't appreciate this nickname anymore. We dropped leper out of there. This guy's just called the leper. You know, there's Batman, there's Superman, there's the leper. <laughs> but yet, are you starting to feel what he, he was going through? Here he is. Crowds are following Jesus. He's just come off the mountain. Every time Jesus went up to the mountain, I mean, it was great when he came back off the mountain. He came, you know, went up on the mountain, he came back and he knew which 12 to pick. He came off the mountain one time and he walked down off the mountain, off the foothill, down onto the shoreline, got up to the edge of the water and walked out, plumb right out into the water. That's a good time up in the mountaintop. It would behoove us to spend some time in the mountaintop. I, I was gonna teach on some things about go up to the mountaintop, but that's for another time. This is obtaining by faith and refusing to back off and refusing Complacency, apathy, passivity, self-pity, and also a bunch of over, we can't afford the luxury of a bunch of complex head games. And that's where I think the Syrophoenician woman actually got thrown a technical theological question and had to overcome it. I think a lot of Christians have to overcome technical theological questions. Well, I was told healing isn't for today. I was told the miracles are past and it was just with the apostles. You're gonna to have to work that out if you wanna survive and thrive for the remainder of your time. You're gonna to have to, if you're willing, you can make me, I will. He stretched out his hand, touched his head. And to me, that's an assertion for everybody. He's the Lord that heals us. And that's a big way of saying yes. To touch the guy's head when he's an untouchable. That really speaks volumes, doesn't it? About Jesus, accessibility. And notice, it's in the context of a bunch of crowds. And the disciples were like, back off, you're bothering him. When he was over it, and, 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 the, and Bartimaeus is going, Jesus, son of David. It was like the disciples were saying, he has bigger fish to fry, excuse me, would you please shut up? But this is, this is exactly what Jesus has come to do. He's come to help blind Bartimaeus. He's come to help Zacchaeus. He's walking through the crowd and all the crowds seeing him and Zacchaeus, he, he can't see over the crowd because he's vertically challenged. He runs, he climbs a tree, he's hanging off the limbs. He's looking there, he sees Jesus. I can't even imagine that guy's heart, his emotions, his, what filled his eyes. And when Jesus turned and looked at him and said, Zacchaeus, today I must go to your house. And you know what the people said? He's having, he's, a, he's, he's going into a sinner's house. It's like, 
thankfully for everybody else, because, oh, wait a minute, we've all sinned, people, self-righteous guys, disciples, go tell them that I want to talk to them. Take courage, arise, he's calling you. You know, they went from, shut up, to, hey, you're going to get your healing, man. You know? I mean, this leper basically had to deal with a theological question, too. You know, if you're willing, this solves it for me. This has helped me with stubborn circumstances in my body when I'm praying for people to be healed. When I hear of one of you that you've fought the fight, you've overcome, and then you get some fresh diagnosis and you got to go back in the battle again, it's like, okay, at least we know for sure that it is God's will to get you healed. Now, as to where you're at, don't grow weary in well-doing. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Don't let apathy. And I'll tell you another thing, too. I don't think the Syrophoenician woman that got, that got, got her all energized when she said, uh, when Jesus said, you know, the, the bread is just for the household and not for the dogs, you know. She's basically saying that a Gentile is a dog. And she goes, yes, but even the dogs get the crumbs under the table. Because of this answer, you hit the big bonanza. Zacchaeus, I have got to get with you today. He stretched out his hand. Look, and, and what's the context? Jesus came down from the mountain. Large crowds followed him. Now, Jesus is not this kind of big shot coming in like, hey, I'm talking to the big crowd. Jesus comes in on the scene, gentle and humble of heart, accessible. And sure, he has crowds all over, but he's not letting it go to his head. It's not an ego thing for him. He wants to get as many people into the kingdom as possible. He wants to expose as many people to the truth as possible. He wants to touch and get as many people in touch with God as possible. He came to seek and save that which is lost. And in the midst of all the pandemonium of the big crowd following and all the noise and all everybody pushing and shoving and nobody eating and everybody, because we know that because they would suspend their, their appetite and they'd, you know, now we got to feed him. And the disciples go, Lord, there's not a 7-Eleven within miles of here. Steak and shakes closed down the street, and there's nothing open right now. And he goes, uh, hey, you know, here, what do you have? Little kid goes, five loaves, two fishes. I can't talk about the kid with the five loaves and two fishes because I don't have time. But he's probably right near the lady with the hemorrhage going, yeah, just give him your lunch because I just touched the hem of his garment, and I'm... 12 years of hemorrhage, and I'm good. But this leper, the, the, other, the other lepers, they all ran off, and one guy fell at his feet and thanked him. And that, is, that speaks volumes to me about how Jesus notice, notices our attitude going into it and our attitude coming out of it. And... I loved Zacchaeus' attitude going into it because it got him motivated to run past the crowd, the mob, the crowd, and climb the tree, exert himself in a way that he had never, you know, who would do that for what? He did because he wanted to see Jesus. I must see Jesus. You know, when we were at the Salvation Army Chapel on West Page, the beginning of our church, they had a big wood plaque. Sirs, we would see Jesus right on the back of the building. And it's like, yes, that's what we want. That's what Zacchaeus wanted. That's what Bartimaeus wanted. Oh, that I'd received my sight. Maybe he had heard about Jesus, but then 
now I can see Jesus. And he followed him. <laughs> Bartimaeus threw off his coat. that ident- It was his handicap placard that got him the best parking on that wall to beg, threw it away, basically said, I'm going with you now. The Syrophoenician woman's daughter, can you imagine the night after and the next few days where she'd tuck her into bed and she wasn't writhing, she wasn't rolling her eyes, she wasn't screaming, she wasn't vexed, she was peaceful. you imagine how that mom felt? And then that girl grows up, she's a teenager, because she's a child there, but then she's like, she goes for the teen years, and mom goes, I'm glad you got delivered from demons, because when you're a teenager, it's almost demonic, so it's good you didn't have double. <laughs> and then she's a young woman, and maybe she takes on, gets married, and has her own kids, and she's kids, let me tell you what my mom did for me. You want to know why I'm at it like this? You want to know why I'm taking you to church? You know why I'm reading the Bible to you? You want to know why I pray for you? You want to know why I love Jesus? This is what Jesus did for me. I was too young to even get it, but my mom got it. And you might be too young to get it right now, but I'm getting it, and eventually you'll get it. And this, Jesus, if you're willing, he said, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And I love, Jesus didn't go, let me explain this to you, sir. He went, stretched out his hand, touched his head, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. I feel like Jesus is still reaching toward you and me and us with that assuring hand connecting with us, not distant from us. That other famous verse, his arm is not too short that it cannot save in the time of need. I am willing, be cleansed, be delivered, be healed, get your life on track. Zacchaeus' testimony is, man, listen, I became a tax collector. I became unscrupulous. I would, I would overcharge people. I did the wrong thing constantly. I seared my conscience. But man, Jesus changed my life where I wanted to make that right and spend the rest of my life on track instead of being deceptive and evil. That's, think how he felt as probably every bit as liberated as the leper and every bit as liberated as the girl with an unclean spirit. Every bit as open now as blind Bartimaeus. And I feel like there are lepers in the crowd of the world wondering if Jesus is willing I think there are people in the church body that have been so pummeled by life that you need to take encouragement and cues from the behaviors of these desperate people and decide, no matter what, I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to pray in faith. Listen, I I had a situation that locked me into a room for about a month. And I had to listen to the word and I had to read my Bible and fight my way out of a mental battle that was so ridiculous. And my emotions were not enthusiastically dialed into my, my uh, attempts at strengthening my faith. But I did it anyway because I knew the word stands on its own. The word is true regardless of how we feel about it. The word is true concerning our nation right now and harvest for the lost and salvation of of lost souls and revival amongst the church. The word 
is not imprisoned. It doesn't get blocked. It's living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. Jesus, the word made flesh, gives a clear assertion, emphatic answer. He stretched out his hand, touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. We love immediately, don't we? But whether it's immediate or whether it's a process, we accept what God's word says by faith. We stagger not at the promises of God. Having done all to stand, we stand and we fight the good fight of faith. We climb that tree so we can see Jesus. We get away from the crowd. He had to, he had to press past the crowd. Right now, the crowd is trying to drown out individual perceptions. And so in order for Zacchaeus not to let his individual perception be blocked by the crowd, he had to run past the crowd, climb up a tree. That's prophetic. The Syrophoenician woman heard that Jesus was there. He did not want him to know he was there. She said, my, my daughter is grievously vexed. He said, hey man, you know, this is the time sequence right now. She said, yeah, but even the dogs get the crumbs. Because of this answer, you get the prize. You know that after four or five, Jesus, son of David's have mercy on me from, and the disciples saying, shut up. You imagine Peter walking over to him and saying, shut up. Peter was volatile, man. He could have been one of them. He might have been. He probably was. Knock it off. And then Jesus goes, hey, uh, oh, oh, hey, take courage, arise. He calls you. <laughs> Let's all stand up on our feet. I'm going to finish. And Jesus came down from the mountain. Large crowds followed him. And a leper came to him. This is what... This is what's so important. They came, they heard about Jesus, and they pressed into God. You guys are doing the very same thing tonight. We're beating a path. We're climbing a tree. We're knocking on the door. We're asking. We're seeking. And if we seek, we'll find. And if we knock, the door will be open. We had three months where we realized, okay, I am the church, but I still love going to church. Right? It's like, well, we're the church, and so we really don't need the four walls. No, there, unto him shall the gathering of the people be. There, uh, do not forsake the assembling together, which is the habit of some. And it's become quite habit-forming right now. But we're coming back together, and we're coming together with this kind of attitude. The attitude of the desperate. God, I'm trusting you, and I'm not going to back off, and this is not eluding me. And no, it's not just for Zacchaeus. It's not just for Bartimaeus. It's not just for the Syrophoenician woman. It's not just for a leper. It's not for the t just for the 10 lepers. It was for the whole crowd. It's not just for somebody in the church that prays really effectively or has access to one of the pastors who can lay hands on them. It's not just that. It's not only that. Every one of us has the outstretched hands of the master saying, I'm willing, be thou made whole, be cleansed, be healed. Listen. He put the hand on the head of the guy with a contagious disease. Because Jesus knew that the law of the spirit of life that was in him, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, was going to set that guy free from the law of sin and death. 
What leprosy, what unclean spirit, what business weirdness, what social anxiety, what panic, what fear, what blindness, what issue, what family trouble, what, what thing are you facing? Let's, let's just let it get settled. It's good theology. It's, it's still mysterious to me how Jesus treated the Syrophoenician woman. It's, it's still mysterious to me. I, he, he, was, he was being adamant about his mission and she was being adamant about her mission. And Jesus liked it that she had faith. So you need wisdom? James 1.5, he'll give it to you. 1 Corinthians 1.30, by his doing are we in Christ Jesus who has become unto us wisdom from God righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Got an unsaved loved one? Listen, I had my mom ask me to pray for her to lead her to the Lord. I had a vision of my brother in hell. For two weeks, I prayed for him, and God sent people to cross his path. He's become a radical Christian. My dad came along after a sophisticated 42 years in business and gradually came to understand the culture of the kingdom. It was an interesting process. I owe everything to you guys for leading my, our dad to the Lord. I get church. I love church. All the difficulties and challenges and all, I still love it. And anytime any of us show up, it ceases to be perfect, you know, because we're here. But yet, Jesus the perfecter is at work in us, right? Hallelujah. And I serve a Savior that helped Zacchaeus and went to his house even when everybody said, hey, you're going to a sinner's house. Yes. And, you know, and the sinners got upset with him and said, he's with publicans and tax gatherers. Yes, he was. He was with the publicans and the, and the Pharisees. That got the sinners upset. The bikers hated it. The bankers hated it. Everybody in between. But yet, God loved it because he wanted to reach everybody. Everybody say Zacchaeus. Say Bartimaeus. Say the Syrophoenician woman. Say the leper. Now say your name. He's got his outstretched hand. He's got his everlasting arms. He's got his favor on you. Get that depression out of your life in Jesus' name. Get that fear out of your life in Jesus' name. Some of you are working on being sober right now, and you're, I had a guy tell me, this is the hardest time to be sober because look how crazy everything is. It's a perfect time to get sober. The Bible says be sober for the purposes of prayer. You say, Pastor, I've dealt with loneliness my whole life. Now everybody's dealing with loneliness. You're like an expert now. You've got a PhD in it. All the rest of us are like, I've been so irritable lately, man. I don't even, no, listen. We're, we, we might feel isolated, but we're never alone. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Let's lift up our hands toward heaven. Heavenly Father, we learn that we can get a breakthrough by trusting your will being done in our lives. It's not your will that any of us perish. So God, if there's anybody that doesn't know Jesus, I pray tonight would be the night of salvation. God, that you grant repentance sufficient for someone's heart to be completely changed. If there's somebody that's been away from the Lord, tormented and terrorized by devils, I break the power of it now in the name of Jesus. I command every unclean spirit, every evil demonic thing to leave. I pray protection and blessing, God. If it's the leprosy of cancer or COVID-19 or any other kind of sickness or disease, 
that we just pray the healing power of God would flow in the name of Jesus and people come through 100%. Say this with me, amen. God bless you guys.